Hey guys, my name is Ben Berman and welcome to the Starting It Up podcast where I interview all types of entrepreneurs uncovering actionable steps and inspiration that you can use to build your business, your side hustle, whatever it is that you're trying to create and live the life you've always wanted. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, how's it going? Uh, today in the podcast, we have Jason Massey, who is uh, the founder and, and host of Dungeons & Randomness. It's a weekly uh, Dungeons & Dragons podcast. It's been around for almost seven years. They reach you know thousands of people uh, every week, every day. And Jason is a really great example of how he was able to turn his passion uh, for D&D into a career. You know, he's built a community. He's had a Kickstarter. He's on on Patreon. Uh, he's really turned what he's doing, what he loves doing into his business. And, you know, it was, it's really exciting to to kind of sit down here with you, Jason, and just to learn a little bit more about it. So for everyone out there who might not be super familiar with D&D, can you kind of give us an intro um, onto what that is and exactly what you do on this podcast? Uh, well, first, thanks for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. So if you've never played D&D, uh, the I, I think it's it's less mysterious now because it's on TV. It's on like Stranger Things. It's on stuff like that. So people have a better idea of what it was. I think people thought it was LARPing, um, like dressing up as characters and doing all that, which, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, it's just like any other uh, board game, except uh, the focus is more on storytelling, usually. What your character is doing, you have more agency. You, um, instead of there being one thing that you do when you roll die, uh, you can say, I'd like to attempt this. And depending on, you know, your dungeon master, the person who's running the game, which is what I do on the show, um, they'll give you some parameters for it. They basically take rules from the game and make up something on the spot. It's like, okay, well, if you get this, this high on your, your dice roll, then this will happen, something like that. There's a lot more to it, but that's the simple explanation. You're just telling a story with your friends and hanging out, basically. Cool. Yeah. So uh, hearing that, um, you know, I guess that most people would, would start thinking, how did you turn a game that you just play with your friends? I'm guessing you've played this for a while into a podcast. Can you like I'm since you started this seven years ago, I'm guessing there weren't many D&D podcasts around then. What led you to uh, creating this new thing and, and seeing how it goes? Uh, wow. Jeez. OK, well, when I first started, I had never played D&D before in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. our episode one is me learning how to play the game. Um, one, of, uh, one of my friends at the time uh, had a guy he worked with named Rob Wiesahan. Uh Rob has been on the show since episode one. And my first few episodes are basically asking, asking Rob, it's like, can I do this? Can I? And then slowly <laughs> but surely you realize, yeah, you could pretty much do whatever you want as long as they're, you know, you, it's consistent, right? Um, I, at, at the time, Wizards of the Coast, the, the people who, uh, own D and D right now, they, uh, they had fourth edition, which was the newest version of that at the time. So I read all the books, uh, and there are, you know, just hundreds of pages of stuff to pour through. And I just started taking that and running it for my friends. They had a really good time. Uh, it was honestly meant for no one. Uh, we were recording it and doing a podcast, but I did not expect anyone to listen to it. Uh, there were some D&D podcasts at the time, but I wouldn't say that they were massive. Uh, within the last 
three or four years, D&D, for whatever reason, has just took off. Uh, mm-hmm. You got stuff like Critical Role. You got stuff like these big, uh, you know, professionally polished podcasts with, you know, voice actors and all that. And people just mm-hmm. gravitated to it. Uh, so in the past two or three years, there are now hundreds of D&D podcasts. There's a new one every day. Yeah. So... Yeah, so that's interesting that you actually weren't like a player of the game when you started making this podcast. Oh. What then? My next question would be like, why D and D? Like particularly for this podcast, why not maybe explore like some some other game? Uh, was there a reason, or did it just happen to be that your friends play D and D, and you were just like, yeah, let's let's see what it's about? Well, the weird thing is, none of my friends play D and D either. <laughs> it was something I honestly, um, I grew up. Um, I grew up in South Jersey and that wasn't, that wasn't a place with a lot of hobby shops or get togethers and stuff. None of my, none of the people I grew up with played D and D, but I had always been curious about it. Um, like you, you play stuff like Skyrim, you play stuff like, yeah. you know, Big it's, fan of Skyrim. It's, right. It's all, it's all, that's, that's just a role-playing game, but focused on one person. So imagine Skyrim, but there are four or five other people with you and you can literally point to the mountain in the distance and go, I want to go there. What's there. And that's that's the fun of it um and i i'd always wanted to play it uh i just one day said you know what i'm kind of bored with the podcast we were doing and i want to give it a shot who would give it a shot with me and uh all my friends were it's like yeah well i mean basically if you do the work if you put it together if you run it <laughs> like if you it's it, it and i i did it and i think the unpolished nature of it is what gravitate like it, it, it pulled people in because they either didn't know what they were doing or it reminded them of when they were playing when they were younger with their friends mm-hmm. and it's 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 a very loose configuration of rules at that point cool yeah so yeah it definitely seems like this was something that you kind of just you know tried out for fun and eventually became what you're passionate about um and i think that uh, that that can apply to just life in general. I think a lot of people are waiting oh, yeah. to to find their passion. Um, and in reality, like if they try something and you happen to have fun doing it, you happen to be good at it, it can develop into an actual passion. And then, you know, kind of like this situation where I just assumed it was something you loved from the beginning. Um, it just, it's not the case, but it seems like it is. Uh, so that's really interesting. Um, and what, so what advice would you, kind of have i guess this is a uh you know niche sort of a um a field that you're getting into what advice would you have to for someone who uh is really passionate about something um say it's like a particular sport or a particular game what steps should they take to start building uh, a community around it because one of the most impressive things that you've done uh you and your team is build this really large community around uh, D&D and, um, and the world that is called Theria, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, again, I didn't start out with that in mind, but one of the things that personally, it, it's a strength, but it also is a flaw at times, is um, if I latch onto something, I'm, I'm, I'm a real pit bull about it. Like, I just stay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after our our first, our first game, our first session, uh, I walked away and I, I just loved it. I, I loved everything about it. I wanted to get better at it. I wanted to read all the books and, and all that yeah. stuff. And 
one of the one of the biggest pieces of advice I would give anybody out there is consistency, um, especially if you're trying to build an audience. Uh, if you release your like we release our episodes every Monday, do that every Monday till the end of time, unless something yeah. stops you from from doing that. Um, if they know by you know 9 p.m. Sunday night there should be an episode, uh, our audience knows that. I usually post it late at night and then mm-hmm. um, they have it for their Monday morning commute. They actually ask us if something's wrong if we don't post. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think that that's a big deal, but if you think about, like, it's kind of the old days of television now, if it's Thursday night at 8 p.m., that's when your favorite show comes on, you know that's when it comes on, and that just becomes a staple for you. So mm-hmm. consistency in your audio, consistency, like find your editing style, find your audio style, find your hosting style, all that stuff. And then constantly try to polish that, make it better, but be consistent. Gotcha. And I mean, that's great advice. Like for this is something that hits really close to me um, because when I first came out with this podcast, you know, I put out a few episodes, then essentially uh, the timeline got way warped. So I had a huge break in between, ended up coming back, uh, try to do it like on a weekly basis, ended up missing a day, ended up doing a day late, a day uh, a day early. And, you know, those things definitely add up. You know, people, I didn't think that people started realizing, but they'd be like, hey, why is this episode coming out on Tuesday and the next one's coming out on Thursday and the next one's coming out on Wednesday? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, same with social media posting. Uh, I feel like for the, for the people actually creating the content, you may not realize, like I don't realize, um, you know, if I if it's on a different day, but your audience actually does. Um, and if they're, you know, if they're not happy, if they're not, um, you know, if what they're expecting doesn't happen, then, you know, it's never good for you. So, so that's really great advice. Um, could you also then start uh, talking a little bit about, um, I know that you guys had this, uh, this Kickstarter project. Um, yeah. Let, yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? you know, where it came from, um, you know, what the, the goal behind it was, and then how did, how did uh, end up? Well, okay. At the time, uh, I didn't, I didn't, well, I didn't like growing up in Jersey. I, I was not happy with where I was living and what I was doing. It wasn't, once you figure out that that's kind of the double-edged sword. Once you figure out what your passion is, uh, if it's not what you're doing, you realize, oh, I don't like what I'm doing. So um, the show took off over the course of a couple of years and it got to a point where it looked like there was this glamour of hope. It's like, I think I could do this as a job. Yeah. I think I could. And what's uh, that? what was that point like for you? You know what I mean? Was it where all of your expenses were fully covered by this and then some or was it something Not at else? all. That looking back on it, it was suicidal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the way I did it, I would never, ever tell anybody to do it now. But again, when I started this, Patreon didn't exist. Um, yeah. uh, basically, there was uh, you could put a PayPal button on your site, but that was it. There was no, um, there there was no hard monetary compensation that you'd get monthly that you'd know. Okay, I can pay my bills. That did not exist. Kickstarter mm-hmm. was the closest thing to that. So. I kind of had an all or nothing moment. I had lost my job uh, because at the time I, I was sick and um, 
essentially my job did not cover sick leave. So I told them like, I, I physically could not come into work. Yeah. Um, and they said, okay, well, you're fired. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was terrible at the time. Cause it was, it was a factory gig. It was, it was, I'd done a lot of factory work. It's just, um, stacking pallets and shipping things in trucks and everything like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Obviously not my passion. Um, so I kind of had an all or nothing moment where I was burning through any savings that I had. I didn't like where I was living and I wanted to move. So mm-hmm. we put together this Kickstarter and I, I got to say everybody on the cast helped out monumentally and they had no reason to other than they wanted to see me happy. Uh, and we put it together with a $20,000 goal. And technically, we weren't making anything new. What the goal of the Kickstarter was, it's like, okay, I get to move, I'm going to be happier, and you'll get more content uh, at a steady pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and people went nuts, man. They, they bent over backwards. We ended up making $25,000. And it was... There's um there's a video on our YouTube where we hit the goal in the middle of something called Theriathon. It is uh it's a yearly thing where we get together and we just stream all day for 12 hours. Yeah. And we record live episodes and stuff and we hit the goal and I didn't realize it. But there were people recording with they had the ticker up. I was just trying to concentrate on the thing and they we stop the game in the middle of it in the middle of the recording and they tell me and like i tear up like it's 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 you realize in that moment it's like oh my god like that my entire life just changed it's Mm -hmm. completely different overnight yeah and i mean it's also a great way to just kind of have justification you know what i mean you see that what you're doing is appreciated and, and valued by all these people uh, and although, you know, $25,000, it is a lot of money. It's not enough to kind of sustain your, your living and all that. It is like a really great step in the right direction. And from there, you can you can just go um, and do so much more. Is, is that kind of, you know, what you thought about and then the route that you ended up taking? Um, I, I'm not ashamed to say I made a lot of missteps because, again, I, I've never moved to a different state. I'd never moved cross country. And there were a lot of things that I could go back and, and it's like, Oh man, I could save a lot of money here, here and here. But at the time I was just sort of feeling my way along. Um, the show was coming out, uh, at, at a great pace. Uh, my, my best friend, um, uh, Brianna Marie, uh, she, was part of the Kickstarter, helped put everything together. And she ended up working with me. She ended up, quitting her job too um, because she was miserable there and we started working on this together Mm -hmm. and the first year or two was extremely lean Um, like I was eating a bagel a day that type of thing (laughs) like with there was no money for food everything was very lean Um, and slowly but surely we built things up Uh, Patreon became a thing we um, we figured out what to do there, how to make that something that people would want to be a part of. Uh, We have an incredibly engaging community of very supportive people and they're along for the journey. We don't call them fans. They're our listeners. They're, they're, they're like extended friends. Basically we talk to them whenever we can, we keep them in the loop. They're a part of this with us. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and community is, is so key to something like this. 
Um, and since you did mention Patreon, uh, I'd love to kind of chat a little bit about, you know, the ways that you, you guys are seven years into this, the ways that you guys are monetizing. For everyone out there who's listening, um, you know, myself included, I have a podcast, you know, anyone who's a creator who's putting content out there is always thinking about monetization at some point. Um, what are some of the, the ways you monetize, uh, you know, obviously including Patreon, and what are some of the things that people should be aware of when they're um, creating content and, you know, what are, what are good ways to monetize without really just kind of seeming like you're in it for the money and you're just spamming your listeners with, with ads? Right. Um, well, there's lots, of, there's lots of tips for that because I've never been a person who – is is really driven by money it's i i i grew up i grew up thinking it's like okay well you're probably not gonna have a retirement fund and you're probably not gonna because it just our generation really doesn't have a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. um but i i did i mean obviously you have to pay rent you have to get food you have to do all that so eventually we do have to uh we had to find ways to do that uh and with patreon we never wanted to put any of our we tell a story in our, in our show. So we never wanted to put any of that free story behind a paywall. Mm -hmm. We never wanted to like, Oh, to get the ending of this podcast, join our Patreon. It's like, yeah, cause that's pretty cruddy. Cause there's lots of people who are students or just younger or just, they, they have kids. They don't have that kind of resource. So slowly but surely what we figured out is, okay, well, we're, we, you know, created this world over, over a large period of time and we can write more about that. We can tell people more about things they don't necessarily get to see on the show, uh, creatures they haven't seen or people or whatever. And, uh, we've done that. We've interviewed, we interview the cast, uh, one at a time, uh, each, uh, each month just to kind of let listeners get to know them a little bit better. Cause they know me and Bree cause this is our day job. We speak to them every single day, but they might not know, you know, Jasper or Valerie or these different people who uh, they hear on the show constantly, but you know, they don't know much about their personal life. Mm -hmm. um, and slowly but surely we kind of figured things out what people liked, what people didn't like. We tried doing movie commentaries and it turns out we're not clever enough for that. We're not, <laughs> I mean, mystery science theater kind of set a bar. Yeah. I want to try that actually sometime. I think everyone does a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I think everyone's been sitting on the couch with their friends and they make a crack and everyone laughs. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and then sitting there for a two hour movie, it's different. But yeah. Um, yeah, we figured out that was kind of a dud for us, but people did enjoy other things. Um, I play games with listeners, all that. So it, it, it starts as this little ember. And if you, if you treat the people who support you right, if you respect them and are upfront and honest with them, I think that goes a long way in creating a bigger flame. For sure. And yeah, I mean, I think the, the ember to flame uh, comparison that he did is, re is really true. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, they are putting out great content and they're maybe get upset that they don't have a huge audience or right, right away or that they aren't making a ton of money. Um, but it really is a long game for these things. You, you have to be in it, uh, for, for years, really. I mean, yeah. you can't get lucky. Some people, uh, blow up quickly, but from what I've seen, especially with podcasts, the people who, 
you know, have, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners right away or people who've already been really successful in something else and they're right. just carrying it over. And uh, I think that a lot of us, you know, myself included, compare myself to compare myself to those people. And it's like, oh, this person has, you know, 10 episodes and they have, you know, a thousand times more listeners than me. But, you know, this person's also done all these other things before and people know who they are. If someone doesn't know who you are, you really just have to build a name for yourself. Um, yeah, and it, it it's that's absolutely correct. Um, I mentioned critical role earlier, and in our in our sphere, they're kind of the benchmark. Uh, they just launched a Kickstarter, and I think in tw- in forty eight hours, they're up to about five million dollars. Wow, <laughs> which is astounding. But the fact that Critical Role has um, they had advertisement and stuff like that. They were part of a, a huge, I think they were part of Geek and Sundry in the beginning. They're all pretty famous voice actors. Like, I don't know if you play Overwatch, but the guy who DMs their sessions uh, is the voice of McCree. He's Matt Mercer. So oh, okay. that's a big deal right off the bat. You have, you know, name recognition. They know who you are and they're going to follow you because they go, oh, I like that guy. And then they tune into that and find out they like D&D. They may never play it. They may never have an interest in it, but they enjoy that story. They, they, they enjoy that camaraderie of talking to other people who enjoy it. It's just like watching Game of Thrones or something like that. It's, yeah. Yeah. And as far as, I'm sorry, as far as comparing yourself to others, I think it's impossible not to. If like, if you care about where you are in the rankings and you care about the content you put out, I, I think even um, subconsciously, you're going you're gonna to have to look at like, okay, well, what's at the top? Where am I? And, and yeah. you want to get better. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it, you can just learn so much. And it's not just because, and there's, there's a reason these people, for the most part, are already well known. It's because they're very good at certain yeah. things. And I, I don't know. I just like love to listen to someone who's a better podcaster than I am and just and like I listen to them and I'm like that's why they're ahead you know because they know the exact right thing to say at the right moment they know how to to and like ask a question um, and these are all skills that you know we can all develop um, it just takes time and and yeah I, I think that you know I think that's really um, that's really it and one another thing I'd like to ask is that this kind of touches up on what you've already said before, but you know, starting something new in a in a space, um, this you know isn't super relevant to what like how your story came up, but for someone now who wants to create content in a very crowded space, what would be just one piece of advice that you would have for that person to? you know, somehow stand out, um, especially if they have never done anything like this before, they have a small following, and this happens to be a very, like, per- very particular niche. Yeah, it, it it's really crowded right now, and I've seen, um, a, a part of it is finding your own voice, and mm-hmm. I would say, uh, and this this isn't to call anyone out, because I completely understand how you brand yourself is a big part of at least getting initial eyes on you. It, it, that, that, that elevator pitch of like, okay, yeah. well, we're a D&D podcast, but we're all female. Or we're a D&D podcast, but we only 
uh, we we only do one episode campaigns and then we completely switch things out. And you know, that that elevator pitch can get someone to listen. Um, my my big piece of advice to to people is to be yourself. Don't try to be what you think is going to catch fire because people can smell that. I think you yeah. can smell you know uh, someone being genuine, and you could definitely tell if they're not. Uh, and that respect that 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 goes into the respect for the listenership. Don't talk down to them. Don't pretend to be something that you think they want to they want to hear because you're not going to keep that up forever for one. And um, it's not the way to find a long-term listenership because just like it's easy to start something uh, day one, day two, day three, it's super easy to be passionate about, you know, day 268. <laughs> it's a little tougher to be yeah. that passionate about it. And, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think it's important to just, do what you're going to do and the audience will find you eventually. Yeah. And I, I think that's so true. And, and from the conversations I've had with other creators, it's all about finding your own voice, especially for this podcast thing. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, everyone's got a podcast now. Is everyone. The I know. I feel... <laughs> because recording equipments, I mean, you can, you can record for free. Basically uh, you can, you can get a pretty decent mic for, you know, a hundred, two hundred dollars. You could set stuff up. You could, but it's, it's what you have to say, not whether or not you could do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I think that you know, although the barrier to, to entry is so low, a lot of people, you know, the I think the good stuff for the most part rises to the top. A lot of people totally. start something and and they give up. And you know, and sometimes it's not even bad to give up if if you realize that this isn't what you're passionate about. If you realize this isn't what you want to do. You know, you know, more power to you. Go find something else. Um, that's why you see so many podcasts. I forgot the stat, but there was like one crazy stat where like an enormous amount of podcasts never put out more than five episodes or something. Um, oh wow! Yeah, which I was, guess that does make sense because you, I guess you figure out within the first five whether or not it's something you even want to do. Yeah. Not even if it's successful. Just it's like I don't like this. I don't think <laughs> it's it's too much work. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. And and. To, to talk a little bit more about like you personally with, with this podcast, have you ever, since you've been doing this for seven years, have you ever maybe started thinking uh, tr like maybe I'm done with Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe there's something else that I want to do. Has that ever crossed your mind? Um, there's never, there's definitely never been a moment where I thought to myself, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, we've tried other systems and things, uh, but I definitely want to tell stories. I definitely like the way we do it. Mm -hmm. If for some reason, uh, let's say the people who own Dungeons and Dragons for some reason said no more D and D podcasts. Like we don't, you know, unless you're affiliated with our company, I think we just switch to another system and just do something else. Uh, yeah. But I definitely like the world we've created. I love, I the the, the people on the show are my best friends. I, I love every one of them. Uh, I've known most of them for years and I like playing a game with them. Um, and I, I think they like playing with me. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that there are always like, I, okay. I said the enthusiasm thing, like day 286 or whatever you <laughs> wake up and yet there, there are always going to be bad days or you have a headache or you have a cold or, you know, that's, it is a job. Um, yeah. Just like when you have your day job, whatever that might be, you might work in an office, you might, 
you might be a receptionist, you might, whatever that is, it, you're going to have days where you don't feel like doing it. And that's, you, you, it could be your passion. It could be something you absolutely are over the moon to do, but it's still a job and it's still something people expect out of you eventually. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm not at this level yet. Uh, I still have a day job, but I can imagine, um, you know, if somehow or some when this becomes like a full time thing, it is going to be different, you know, because right now, if I if I miss a deadline by a little bit, it's not the end of the world. If I, you know, mess up during during an episode, it's, it's nothing crazy, obviously, you know, would prefer not to do that. But when it becomes a full time job and and you know that this is all you do, um, you have it's just such a different feeling, I imagine. And I think for a lot of people, they might also, you know, not be ready for that, um, which is, again, totally fine. You know, having a hobby uh, is great, uh, especially one where, you know, I think for this, you know, I, I kind of just get to talk to a bunch of different people, learn a bunch. And I know for, for different podcasts, you get to do uh, a similar thing. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I think that time is crucial, right? That like I needed this to be my hobby for a couple of years before I could even think about doing it professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I needed to get a feel for a, a different, like I'd been podcasting for three or four years before that, but it was a completely different thing. One's kind of a talk show. This is, we're telling a story. I'm like a narrator. So you got to get used to that. You got to see if it's something you even want to do. Like if someone walked up to you right now, and said, okay, I'm going to pay you this much money. I want you to produce a podcast each week. There's a, there's a, there's a point where you go, do I want to do that? Like, is it something yeah. that I'm ready for? Um, and, and just like I said, I listened to your first episode and I listened to, I think it was episode 18, I want to say. Um, uh, episode nine. Nine, was it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. You just multiplied it by two. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, no, it sounded head and shoulders better like it's you just sound much more comfortable much more um uh, yeah you just like and again okay when you get to episode 18 or episode 28 like you can Mm -hmm. you know that that's going to keep getting better and better you're going to get sharper yeah yeah that means a lot and and you know it's like anything else just practice um and just just always want to to improve um and i'll I'll ask you this question so as we kind of are, are winding this down uh, what does the future look like for the Dungeons and Randomness podcast? Uh, what do you want this to look like in the next few years? Um, and are there any kind of really big things that you guys are working on right now? Yeah, I, I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm always of the mindset that if you're not evolving, you're dying. Like you just, mm-hmm. I, I don't, yep. I, I, I'm very much of that mindset, and. Sometimes I annoy the people closest to me. Poor Brie. Um, she, I'm very much the pie in the sky. It's like, well, what if we had a TV show? And she's like, what if we pay rent? And it's very, <laughs> it's very much like, okay, let's be a little more realistic about this. Um, but uh, for the last couple of years, we have been working on a book. And it's a setting book for our world. It's uh, the continent that we, there are six continents in our world, but we're writing a setting book that takes place on the one that has appeared most on our show. Uh, on April 20th, we're doing another Theriathon, which is that 12 hour, you know, 
all-day streaming thing, and we're launching a Kickstarter for it. And we're trying to raise a significant amount of money, but we think that we're ready for that next step. And we have tons of writing done for the book, artists lined up, and our listenership is been really crucial in telling us what they want to see in it, uh, what they expect to see in, in a book that they would buy off the shelves. And we wanted mm-hmm. to rival something that Wizards of the Coast put out. We think that we're ready for that big next step. There's other stuff in the works that we're, we're talking about, but that's more uh, that I don't think we're ready to talk. I don't think I can talk about that yet, but yeah. <laughs> we, we, are, we are always thinking about the next big thing. Awesome. When when does that Kickstarter uh, come out? That is April twentieth. Oh, okay, um, so on that day. On that day, it launches, gotcha. and uh, we're we have uh, a whole pitch pretty much ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually giving away a portion of the book for free just to show people what it's going to look like with finished artwork and layout Very and cool. stuff, so that yeah, people know what they're getting before they put uh, any money into it. Yeah. Very cool. And. Uh, so another question would be platform related. So I know that you guys are on like Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook, all of these different platforms. From what you've seen over the past, uh, you know, seven years doing this, which platform are you kind of like the most excited or focused the most on? Um, apart from like the obvious podcast ones like uh, Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify. Right. There's some places you just have to be. Yeah. If you have a po- yeah. if you have a podcast and you're not on iTunes you're yeah. rejecting <laughs> 70% of where people get there. And yeah. it's, yeah. I thought um, you actually had to be on there. Uh, like when I first started, I thought you like ha- oh, yeah? had to be on there. Um, but I realized you don't. And then I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, you could exclusively, okay, let me tell you how, how long we've been doing this. When we first started putting out the podcast, the Zoom network was still a thing. Like, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. That's, wow. Okay. I feel so old. So the Zune was Microsoft's answer to the iPod and it doesn't exist. It hasn't existed in years. And that was the big competitor. I guess now it'd be Google Play, something like that. Uh, Whatever Android uses. I think, Um, I mean, I think their, their thing is going to kind of go away. (laughs) Really? Okay. I, yeah. Again, it's mostly iTunes, but then yeah. there are 50 other resources that aren't, there's no unification for, for the rest of it. So um, when we first started, Facebook was a huge platform to use. Um, and slowly but surely, the problem with Facebook is we have, so we have uh, 12, 13,000 people who like yeah, our- have a significant community there. Yes, but they can't see what we post unless we pay Facebook uh, only I think half a percent, 1% of the people who actually like our stuff get to see our post. Facebook will flat out tell you, well, if you pay us hundreds of dollars, they'll know about the event that you're planning for the people who already like your stuff. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> um, Twitter, uh, Twitter and Instagram are, are great, but people have to be paying attention. And depending on how many things they're following, it's really tough to get lost in, you know, you can get lost in that sea of information. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Discord. Discord's the one I'm most excited about. We have a Discord associated with our Patreon, and there are hundreds of people on it. And you can have, it's like a live forum. You can have uh, detailed conversations with people. You get to know them better. They see the things that you post. 
and you don't have to pay Discord <laughs> to yeah. have them see things. So um, for having an actual conversation with your listeners, I would highly suggest going the Discord route. Gotcha. And and yeah, I think that's a great point that you brought up. Uh, you know, these companies are always changing the way their algorithms work. And, uh, you know, just because two people have a podcast doesn't mean that there is one uh, best medium for, for those two people. It could be, it's totally dependent on the topic, on the way you do it. Uh, for me, it probably wouldn't make sense to be on Discord. Um, but maybe it could, but it, it is like... Um, you know, it is very dependent on your style. Uh, and I, I see a lot of people always kind of like talking about this. Like they're like, you need to be on, I get, you kind of do need to be on Instagram uh, at this point since it is, yeah. you know, it, it you can grow really quickly. But yeah. yeah, but finding, you know, those platforms that just work for you and what you're doing is, is so key. Yeah. And the tough thing for uh, the, for us about Instagram, we're, we're just recently getting involved in that because we're not a visual podcast. It's kind of mind's eye stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and the people who do the, the best on Instagram are people who either have time to film things or are very visual storytellers. Um, so as you're scrolling, it's really engaging. You, you, you want to click on their stuff more. Text posts don't do as well on Instagram. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and one kind of final question that I would have is, is very Patreon related. So you, you're kind of the first person that we've had on who uh, actually gets um, revenue from Patreon. And mm -hmm. I'd love to learn a little bit more about what, you know, is your, your biggest advice for using Patreon successfully? Cause you guys are doing like what, five or $6,000 a month. Um, yeah. In, about five in, and a half right now. Yeah. in in like donations, which is huge, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a really steady stream. Um, could you give us like your experience with it and just advice that you'd have for, for someone to set it up and, and also what kind of, uh, a creator should use Patreon? Well, uh, well, I think any creator can use Patreon. I think what people expect out of it and what Patreon is good for is the same thing as five, six years ago when people were jumping on Kickstarter, um, I think your expectation should be low at first. Uh, it isn't as simple as, oh, I have a Patreon page and I'm a millionaire. Like it's not, it's not, when we first started, we had, uh, we had amazing listenership and stuff, but we started with like four or $500. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's not, you know, that's not enough to pay rent. That's not enough to live off of. You still have to, one, listen to the people who are supporting you, and then if you're making them happy, listen to the people who aren't supporting you. Put out polls. We, we did um, survey monkey type stuff. We, did, uh, we, we asked people, okay, why aren't you? Like, why is there something we're doing wrong? Or are we not offering something that you'd be interested in? And yeah, we make a significant amount on Patreon. We also are putting out content, jeez, uh, two, three times a week on it. Yeah, just um, for the people supporting you. Yeah, and it's all bonus stuff. Uh, like we mm. said, we never wanted to gatekeep anything that we were doing uh, that was free before. We didn't want to take it away from people and then say, okay, pay us now. Uh, but we also want to reward the people who are kind enough to let us do this for, uh, for our job. And 
never forget that. Like there are people who kind of start taking that for granted. If they start taking, taking off, they, they, they kind of look at that as something that, that, that would never end and could never end. People can turn, uh, people are fickle. Like they can, they could just not enjoy the stuff you're putting out anymore. And it's very important to listen to them constantly mm-hmm. make sure people are happy. Yeah. And I think, I think that is so true uh, for pretty much anything that you do, you know, whatever kind of business you're in, uh, whatever kind of, you know, product or, or anything you're creating, listening it's you can't only listen to the people who already like what you're doing. Right. Um, because, you know, it is just a certain group of people. If you only listen to them, you're never really going to grow your audience. You always have to listen to people who, you know, want to like this, but for some reason don't. And and that's where you, I think you actually get like the most, uh, most critical and and most beneficial feedback sometimes. Um, and and yeah, I think definitely like you're saying, you know, be realistic, but also don't uh, don't assume that just because someone isn't supporting you right away that that means they don't want to or that that means that they're like actively against you you know it just they might not like it and if you want them to support you you should do you know x y and z and if that doesn't align with with what your goals are definitely don't do it but if it's something that you can do to make yourself better and make yourself like true to yourself you can even just get a bigger audience so um yeah i think that was a really great point that you made and and it's something that I actually haven't even really thought about um, and I'm definitely going to start asking people who like don't, who maybe have listened to like one episode and never listen again. Like why right. not? And, and, and learn it, from that. You'd be surprised at the feedback you get. Cause we had behind the scenes stuff um, and we had a, a certain tone, like a beep. We got feedback from people that said, yeah, I stopped listening because that beep was too loud. It's like, Oh, that's such an easy fix. We'll just yeah. make the beep lower. And it's, <laughs> It, you would you would be surprised at what you find out if you just ask people because a lot of people are either too shy or they think it's not important enough. Um, and it's those little things that are the easy. It's not like you had to change your voice or what you're talking about. It's it's a beep. It's it's the volume of something. It's mm-hmm. maybe the theme song, whatever. Yeah. It's little things. Gotcha. And yeah, and, and just as you said that, I like thought about it more. It's it's so easy to just constantly get feedback, especially when you're like a smaller creator and you have like a smaller audience, just put it out there. You're going to get responses and, and you'll learn so much. And I think that, you know, is definitely actionable for me. I'm going to start doing that um, kind of right away. I think like, you, you know, that's just getting real feedback is, is so critical and easy, the easiest way to grow in, in my opinion. So actually really, really uh, glad that you said that. Um, and as we kind of wind this down, Jason, uh, feel free to, um, you know, give a shout out to, to your uh, dungeon, Dungeons and Randomness. Um, tell everyone where's the best place to, to connect with you um, personally and, and uh, DNR um, and, you know, any final thoughts. And I'm sure everyone will be kind of aware this might go out in like a few weeks. So probably be a couple weeks before your, your big Kickstarter, but uh, we'll make sure people are on the lookout for that when it is out. Uh, and thank you very much. Uh, again, if you've, if you've never played D&D or don't know what it is or, or whatever, think Game of Thrones. It's, it's, it's basically an audio podcast that you listen to once a week. Uh, there are a few different groups running around in our world. They're all in the same timeline. Uh, and that's kind of our, that's kind of our standout thing. Cause it's, it, it can be tough to 
uh, keep track of all that. But uh, if you go to dandrpodcast.com, uh, that will take you everywhere. Our Facebook, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, you can see our Patreon if you wanted to. Um, we are on Twitch as well. And all day, April 20th, if you're curious about us or if you, uh, you want to just see what you'd be getting into, if you did want to check out the show, then you can swing by on that day from noon Eastern to midnight Eastern, and uh, we'll, we'll be there interacting with the chat, and there will probably be hundreds of people there. <laughs> we usually do very well for that day because we, awesome. we don't usually record live stuff. Cool. Well, there you guys have it. Uh, Jason, it was really great speaking with you. Really glad that you reached out. Um, not Again, like not sure how you somehow found this podcast, but really <laughs> glad you did. Um, and yeah, you it popped was, it right was... up on Google, man. Like I, you're really? doing, yeah, you're doing well. Like I'm, <laughs> it's, I've never researched small business stuff before. Yeah, I should because I'm running one and I really, <laughs> I should really know more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, appreciate you uh, coming on. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, go rate and subscribe to the podcast. Even share it with your friends if you found the lessons valuable. We do the show every week, so stay tuned for more episodes. And till next time.